This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Hello from the Other Side from the Wednesday week. Uh, as you know, it'll be our, our preview podcast for the fixture that we've got coming up um, this weekend, which uh, sees us taking the uh, the wonderful ride over to Stoke, where we will be playing, obviously, Stoke City. And um, I'm really happy to be uh, joining you tonight with Dan from Every Step Along the Way. Evening, Dan. Yeah. How are you doing? Just just about seeing me, I believe. <laughs> this this is when we say like a dark, wet United States. This is what we do, you see. We just turn everything off. This is how we live. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Obviously, we, we, we put our content out on YouTube, but we also also put it out on, on as a podcast, obviously, as well. So for the uh, the audio listener, um those people that are watching on YouTube will see literally just a face <laughs> surrounded by black anybody that's ever watched red dwarf you actually look a little bit like, like, the, <laughs> like holly on red dwarf <laughs> but as we, we'll get into it um okay mate so um let's see how, how talk to me about stoke how's how how things been going this season um we st- <coughs> sorry <laughs> Apologies, I've got a bad chest as well. Um, it, it's yeah, been that we, good. <laughs> yeah, so we started really well. Like we hammered Rotherham twice in the first month because we drew them in the cup, put 10 goals past them, um, beat Watford, beat West Brom. We were thinking, we're flying. We've got 18 new players coming this summer from all corners of the world. None of them ever played in the championship. <laughs> so, And we were thinking, yeah, this could go either way. And the, the initial thing was, that Andre Vidigal was the next Ronaldo, the next Portuguese superstar, and and everything was rosy. Um, unfortunately, by the end of by the end of August, we'd sold Jacob Brown, Tyrese Campbell was back injured, uh, Ryan Mai was injured, and Andre Vidigal was injured. So all four attackers were out. <laughs> that put a little bit of a dampener on things, believe it or not, and we really struggled then. Um, to be fair. When we came back from the international break in September, Ender Stevens had got injured, and that was the one position. I say we signed eighteen players. We brought Stevens in, and we sold Josh Timing on deadline day, which left Stevens as the only left footed, well, left back at the club. And then he got injured like two days later, playing for Ireland, and was out for like ten weeks. So I was like, the one position that we didn't need anyone to get injured is gone. Um, as he came back, Bournemouth then recalled Mark Travers, which was the other position we didn't really have cover for because 
Jack Bonham, although he can pull off the odd camera save, you know, where it makes it look, oh, that was great. He's also quite prone to just diving over the top of one or leaving his near posts like wide open for someone. Uh, anyone who watched us on the televised game against Reading, and I know that's probably quite a low amount, um, <laughs> last season will have seen him come charging out of his area, completely miss the ball, leaving Lucas Shaw with an open goal. Um, so, yeah, so leaving Bonham in goal and Travers going back was a massive issue. Um, we've only won one of six games since then, and like I say, none of the last five. So it's been very stretchy. We had a good start, then a long period without a win. Then we went five unbeaten and beat, like I say, Leeds, Sunderland and um, Middlesbrough, which again was a new dawn, the second one of the season. And then that's been followed up now by five games without a win. So we are very streaky, it appears. Yeah, I think we were chatting a little bit just before we jumped on, and I was, I was, I said to you, I'm not a an aficionado or a, a font of knowledge when it comes to Stoke. It, you know, we do respect it's a it's a team that when you come up, you look for the big boys that have come down, and you yeah. look for you know your competitors that have come up with you, um, and then you get your traditional sort of perennial uh, championship sides. And as I said, respectfully, Stoke seems to have fallen into that over the last few years because it's been a while since you've come down um, from from the Premier League. Um, so had a quick look, jumped on and, and looked at your fixtures and we're, we're, we're sort of thinking, God, they, they, they've dipped a little bit and they're, they're, they're a little bit further down in the league. But it, it's quite deceptive, isn't it? Where, you know, if you look at your results this year, um, you, you've taken points off some decent sides, you know, victories against teams like Middlesbrough. Uh, uh, I think you said you, you beat uh, Middle, Middlesbrough, Leeds. Um, you've been competitive. Yeah, you've been competitive up there, haven't you? Um, and then yeah. you, you you start the season really well. Um, is it down to the injuries, do you think? Is it down to the people that have... We, we've just mentioned that, obviously, it's been difficult to replace those. Um, or is there something else that's sort of sitting behind it? I think it's been... It, it sounds like you're making excuses, but there's been a, a whole host of things, to be fair. Like, we've... Like I said, we've had the injuries to let's say all the attackers out at once like all your goal scorers if you like all out at once then the two positions that we didn't really have any cover for they're both both are the ones where we've lost players um but at the same time if you flip that you say well why sell your left back on deadline day if you haven't got any cover why why bring a goalkeeper in on loan who can get recalled and the annoying thing with Travers is he got recalled by both he still hasn't played a minute for them it's like mm. He got recalled for like a week because they only had one other goalkeeper. Within a week, yeah. he was back to being fourth choice, which is really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so why bring a goalkeeper on there and then not have a number two ready for that if he does have to get recalled? Um, so you could say it's partly, you know, the club's fault as it is. Um, then, like you say, there's been a club players recruited in the summer from all over the place, all over the world. Um that have never really played in this league before. So, again, that was going to take time to gel. Um, some start really well, don't they, above the level, and, you, and then they sort of level out. Others start below, and you have to wait for them to sort of work out how to play in the division. Um, so, we're sort of doing that still. Obviously, the injuries as well haven't helped with that because it doesn't help with the gelling when the players aren't able to play. <laughs> um, yeah. So, that's sort of dragged that out a bit. Add into that, 
again, another thing where people say, well, you know, this happens to everybody. We've had apparently nine letters from the FA saying that we should have had penalties and we didn't, we haven't had them. Um, and we, we bear in mind that we have yet to be given a penalty to say, to have nine times the FA contact and say, yes, yeah, sorry, we got that one wrong. You should have had one. It's like those could, even if we just scored half a dozen of them nine, it probably would make a massive difference in this league. You know, and are they are they still hanging over you now, or well, is that something just, that they've said? They, they've just said like they just sent a letter of apology, basically to uh, the manager. <laughs> that's what he came out with. Yeah, they, they just sent a letter of apology and said, "Yeah, sorry, our ref balls up. He did not give you a penalty. He should have done. Um, <laughs> good luck next week." <laughs> right, I'm with you. Right, got you. Um, honestly, if I could, if I could sit here and sort of explain to you what I'm listening to. It's, it's yeah. like you are Sheffield Wednesday on the level up in terms of the business that you've done, the transfer activity, yeah. bringing players in. We, we've signed a raft of players from all over the world. We've, we, we've brought in lads from, from Chile. We've brought people in from Portugal. We've brought people in from, from sort of continent, continental Europe. Um, similarly with our goalkeeper, uh, the goalkeeper situation for us is, is absolutely much maligned is Cameron Dawson and you know he he's very divisive he's, he, he divides opinions he's had two promotions in two years with Exeter from League Two and was a League Two player goalkeeper of the year a couple of years ago and then uh, obviously last year he's, he's he's kept goal as we've come up um, we brought in a lad from AC Milan on loan um, and under our previous manager Chisco he he was he was pretty much first choice and then um, Chisco went and one of the first things that we did was get rid of the, the, the lad who was supposed to be decent with, with his feet and put Dawson back in um, and he's not necessarily pulling trees up shall we say in terms of the, 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 the sort of support he's garnering from our fan base and you know, every now and again, you'll you'll see a game and you'll kind of think if there's a goalkeeper in goal that's that, that, that's going to do something, it's you, you feel more confident looking at other goalkeepers and you do your own, if that makes sense. And oh, I think oh, on yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think on Saturday, any any sort of break, you kind of you feel a little bit nervous. He's and he's very much a confidence player, um, is our lad. Um hopefully the, the the last couple of games will sort of stand him in good stead. Um and we'll be able he'll he'll be able to kick on and and, and sort of putting those positive performances that he has in, in the last couple of seasons. But the feeling amongst our lads at the minute, our fans at the moment, is that he's maybe a level above where he he, he, he might need to be playing, uh, to be honest with you. Um, looking at your your position in the league, it's quite uh, it, 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 we were quite surprised, or I was quite surprised when I saw that you were sort of floundering about 20th, aren't you? And you're only five points yeah. above relegation. Um how does that feel at the moment? <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people are sort of saying, at this point, the last week and that, it's been like, you know, Alex Neal out, we're 20th in the league, he's been here every year, what's going on? I'm sort of like, well, you know, as I've sort of said before, you know, earlier on here, we, we brought a lot in, you've got to give that time. There's no point chucking the manager out at this point because the new manager is only going to want to bring in his own players as well. And you've just signed like an entire new squad in the summer. So let's just calm down, <laughs> give him at least the season. Unless, unless we are in danger, you know, if that five-point gap gets to like, you know, one or two and no sign of anything improving, then maybe he does have to bite the bullet. But uh, it's like if we'd have beat Plymouth on Saturday, if we'd have been the one scoring that 97th minute goal 
I think we'd have gone thirteenth instead of twentieth. So it's like right. this league is just I'd, when it's that tight. Yeah, when it's that tight, I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not sure the weight of a placing is that fair. Do you know what I mean? Like to to look at it and go, we are twentieth. This is a problem because it's like, well, one one win and you're back into mid table, and then it's like, well, is this a problem now? Is it is it now not a problem because we've won one game? It's like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I think for us, you know, it's it's well well sort of well documented that we are officially the worst championship side or the, the, the side that's had the worst championship start um, in history. You know, we, we've been record-breaking Sheffield Wednesday for the for the last year or so with the, the miracle of, uh, of Hillsborough and the playoff turnaround and, and, and so forth. Um, but in, despite all of that, there's a there's an upswell and an upturn in, in, in terms of the morale that we've got. And I'll say it as shit as we've been at times this season. We've, we've brought in a manager and, and a coaching uh, structure you know, he's only won two games, and we, you know, we're still struggling. We're still shipping goals, and we've we've, we've lost games quite heavily. However, uh, under this guy, uh, Danny Rule, it's you know, there's been an absolute turnaround. And I've been watching Sheffield Wednesday for a very long time, and um, I don't, I don't think there's been a well, well, we go back to the sort of the Premier League era before you you, you can find a, a manager that's galvanised a, a fan base in the way that he has. So. I think we're onto something pretty special. I, I I don't know how aware Stoke are of what's going on at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah, so we've obviously seen that you've had an upturn in results, um, you know, especially in recent times, haven't you? you have won in a draw in the last two. Yeah. Um, so is that sort of a culmination of, of the work that's been put in since the manager's come? Now the results are starting to come through a bit. Well, he's... he's do you know what? He's coming um, and his pedigrees absolutely mental we asked our coaching pedigree or the the people that we brought in we brought in a manager who was last assistant at germany and cut his teeth in in with bayern munich we've got um an assistant manager that's come through the the red bull system we've got chris powell whose last jobs were tottenham in england we've got uh man united's um sports psychologist when ralph ranyuk was there we've just brought in a goalkeeper coach from arsenal um, and yesterday we announced a head of recruitment from uh, who, who's got 20 years of working with Alex Ferguson and Wenger at Man United and Arsenal. Now, as a club that's, you know, we've, we've, we've had our wobbles over the last sort of five, five years or so, we are struggling financially. And I, for one, I'm sitting here at the moment thinking, how are we managing to do this? <laughs> and it's, it's a worry. But, you know, on paper, think things are looking... Looking good for us, and, I, and it's easy to say. And I, I think we've referenced it before. We we feel that we we may be in a false false position at the moment. That's not to say we're going to be, you know, outstanding steamroller in getting into the playoffs anytime soon. Because it is a big gap. You know, we've we've had some significant sort of turnaround since since Darren Moore moved on in the summer. It's been a it's been a tumultuous two or three months, if 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 I do say so myself. But um, we're hopeful. We're 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 relatively optimistic. Our, our, our fan base. We always we always travel well. Uh, we always travel in number. We sell out all the time. Um, and I think what what you'll see when we get to Stoke is that we'll make a we'll make some noise, and you know we'll come and we'll we'll, we'll bring a bit of an atmosphere with us. Certainly after taking points off Leicester in a game that we should have won, and you know taking uh, another win. With Blackburn, um, you know, it's been a long time since we've, we've had that positivity of, of, of beating a team that are up there. 
Um, so yeah, we're we're feeling pretty positive as um, as we travel along. Um, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Um, talk to me about your danger, man. Who, who should I be looking out for on Saturday? Uh, so, Andre Vidigal has shown, especially at the start of the season. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. Um, that he's got uh, the, if you give him half a chance, he, he knows where the goal was, basically. Uh, he'll, he'll be playing on the left-hand side, probably. Um, so, yeah, he'll be playing on the left, cutting in onto his right foot, and, yeah, he's got, he just knows where the back of the net is from there. On the other wing is probably the best finisher at the club in Tyrus Campbell as well. And so, obviously, he's been, he's been around a few years now. Um, his career suffered big setback was sort of an ACL injury, knocked a couple of years out of him. Um, but yeah, he's, he's again, picked up a couple of injuries to start this season. He's come back the last three matches he's, he's been since he's come back and he looks hungrier, fitter, sharper than he has done for a long time now. So he, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's scored at the weekend. So yeah, he's definitely one to, to watch for you. I think he's, he looks pacey and like say Arnie's at the minute, which is always good when he's on a good stretch of form. Yeah, great. <laughs> Fantastic. I've got a story about Tyrese Campbell. He's the man that broke my heart. Um we we, we go back. I'm, I'm I'm gonna give you a quick anecdote. Um Boxing Day 2019, yeah. under Gary Monk, we were sitting third and um for, for the last four years we've referenced when it's been shit. And it has been shit. We've, we've referenced we were third at Christmas, and we went into that Boxing Day game. Uh, went one nil down pretty early, um, and then we went two one up with fifteen minutes left. And Tyrese Campbell um, scored the first goal in injury time. We conceded in the ninety third and ninety seventh minute. I don't know if you yeah. remember. Sam that, scored the one. Yeah, killed yeah. us. Absolutely killed us. So we we sit from third to fourth, and then we went into three four. And I, I, I don't always do this. I, I, I'm known for a bit of data and stats on, on, on our pod, but I've, I've had a look. I'm going to read you the top 10 <laughs> from when we were third at Christmas. Top of the league were West Brom. Le Leeds were second. We were sandwiched by Brentford in third and Fulham in fifth. <laughs> no, not bad, not bad, everybody, everybody since has kind of gone that way. The rest of them, you know, Preston, Forest, Swansea, Blackburn, Bristol City have, have been in and around. Forest have obviously kicked on and done bits. But to, to, to look at the teams we were in and around. So Tyrese Campbell will always hold a bit of a a pained yeah. sort of spot in my heart because he was the guy that scored the goal that, that in, a, in, a, in a roundabout way, I, I'll always associate with being the, the, the very beginning of the, the shitstorm that became the last four years of Sheffield Wednesday fandom, to be honest with you. So. At least it was a good finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over his shoulder. That's um, it. That's yeah, it. It's funny because that game as well, uh, I sort of mentioned that game on um, on our podcast that we recorded last night because uh, obviously that was Boxing Day, wasn't it, 2019? And yeah. uh, injury time goals, we won 3-2. We were bottom of the league at the time. Yeah. And then ended up in mid-table. 
And then obviously if we re rewound also to 2002, 28th of December, we played you at, at home and Brynjar Gunnarsson scored 95th minute winner when we were bottom of the league and come through and ended up in mid-table. And so I was like, yeah, it, it, uh, it, that history had repeated itself like 17 years on. Well, um, yeah. Sorry it, to it, bring that. Sorry to bring that. No, up. No. Well, at least it's us that are sitting bottom of the league, so maybe maybe it's time for a yeah. little bit of revenge this there weekend. We this could be the one. Yeah. Um, do you do you look at any of our? Obviously, you, you, you'll do your bits in the build up to the games, and you 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 know you might jump on the the headlines and the socials and what have you to have a look. Um, how aware of you of our sort of players, our squad? Is there anybody in particular that you're looking out for? I. I, I suppose you probably get this every week, but Barry Bannon, I think, is the one, isn't he, that sort of... Does he, does he still make everything tick how he, did, how he did every other time I've seen him play? He's... Do you know what? He's, he's, he's becoming... As he gets older, he's becoming a little bit more of a divisive character because he doesn't always show everything. And I think mistakes that are starting to slip in um, become more noticeable. But he's still you know, head and shoulders, quality-wise, ability-wise, technical-wise, he's, he's, he's a far better player than somebody who is playing at the bottom of, uh, of the league. And I think, and I've said on our podcast, I think he he gets a raw deal a lot of the time because he sees things that are a little bit more advanced and he does things that are a little bit different to everybody else yeah. uh, on the pitch. So he might look for a, a wall pass or a one-touch and because somebody's on their heels, it goes out of play. It looks like Bannon's done something wrong. When in actual fact, he's he's operating three, four seconds in front of everybody else. Um, Saturday, the, you know, there were a lot of people sort of talking about his performance as being not one of his better ones. But if you go back and look at our first goal on Saturday, um, young lad, uh, Bailey Kadamatri, Danny's Danny Danny Kadamatri. Yes, class. I saw that. Um, he scored his first goal, but the build-up it was the the cross from Windass, but there was a a first-time right-footed volleyed pass to Bannon over the right back that you know not a player in the bottom three or four of, of this division would even have the, the the you know the foresight to even attempt, and he's just done it so nonchalantly. You know, if he's on it on Saturday, things will tick. You know, he you know he he still is the talisman. He's he is rightly the the first name on the sheet as I'm as far as I'm concerned. And I think the majority of our fan base would still pick him as first. It's just that when he's he, if he's not eight or nine out of ten, he, he he gets a little bit more aggro. But that's that comes with the profile of the player that he is. He's 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 still our our better player. I think. Um, we've we've signed a lad, uh, Deshaun Bernard, who's played at Championship level. Uh, was released by Manchester United last year. Um, was on loan at Hull. Um, he's a bit of a Rolls Royce. He's far too good for the bottom end of the Championship yeah. as well. Um, so we, we we we're doing all right. We've got a couple of lads that are starting to settle in now under under the new way that we're playing, the new style, the new the new sort of setup that we've got. So. Um, yeah, it's going to make for interesting, interesting, uh, an interesting afternoon on Saturday. Um, how do you see it playing out then? Right, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get the first goal because what has happened, I think last season, uh, I think we had nine 1-0 defeats at home and we've continued that this season in that when we've conceded the first goal, we haven't won at home anyway because what teams have realised that they can do is they can sit back they can let us have the ball because what we sort of lack in the midfield and, and that is players with 
um, how can I say, the guts maybe is probably the, the, the kind of way to do it, to, to make that pass when they know that we've committed everybody into like the opposition's half. And then all the, like, Blackburn were a prime example. I mean, I, I don't know about you, if you if you have seen them yourself, but they the way they can attack and the way they're one touch and interchange, they can just rip you apart in seconds when, they, when they're on the ball. And so we were like, they did that a few times in the first 10 minutes and then just went one nil up and then sat back. And we just literally spent the rest of the game just passing it sideways because right. we were like, we they got everyone back. We committed everyone forward, and it was as if we were like, "Well, we we don't pass the ball because what if we lose it? We can't. We don't try that risky ball. Because if we lose it and they win it, they are literally in five seconds. They're probably going to be through on goal yeah. because of how we, like I said, how we positioned ourselves around the pitch. Um, and then when we did open up in the last five minutes, they did do exactly that and scored twice. So we were probably we were probably right to be a bit wary of it. To be fair. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to be that, to be fair, we, we we did that to them on Saturday. We we played them Saturday and went yeah. went one one up early, um, and they were good, as you said. They you know they popped the ball about really well, and Smod Smodich uh, yeah. made a bit of a, a, a pantomime villain of, of himself by equalising and then going in front of the away end, gave it one of those, um, and then we went down the other end and scored two in the last sort of six seven minutes to shut him up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, like I say, though, if, if we concede first, then I'll, you, you're in. You, you're well in with a chance then. If you're in front and we're at home, seriously, you're well in with a chance of three points because we really struggle to break teams down when, when, we're, um, when we're behind. That's that's exactly what I wanted to hear on the Thursday night. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm coming along. Um, I, I, I do I do games. I, I tend I've got season ticket with my little one, um, and I do games away days. We, we she's just getting to an age now, ten years old nearly, where she's starting to enjoy it. So she's going to come along um, on Saturday. Has uh, been messaging me tonight and sort of saying what we're doing, what's going on, sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's going to be my personally my first trek over to Stoke. Um, personal question is it going to be cold, wet and windy? At the minute it's absolutely freezing <laughs> um, I would imagine so, yeah, I would imagine even even in June that stadium yeah. is freezing cold you could have a heat wave you could have a heat wave outside it's got its own climate, it's got its own microclimate as soon as you get indoors, yeah. like what is going on in here? That's it, brilliant, brilliant um, um to be fair, since they filled the corner in about five or six years ago, the wind, because I think what it was, the wind used to like whistle right around the stadium, come in from all like three angles and just like literally just circle. Since they filled one of the corners in, it's not anywhere near as bad as it used to be. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I'm, I'm hat, hat, gloves and scarf are in the, in, we'll be in the boot of the car anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, last question then, mate. I've, I've kept you, and I, I really thank you for, for, for taking the time out <laughs> to talk to me. Can you trouble me for it with, um, or can I trouble you for a prediction? Um, I'm going to pray we get the first goal and say that we maybe add a second one later on and go win two now. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, it's a head and heart one for me. Um, my my heart is we're on we're on an upturn 
you know, yeah. seven points out of nine would be great. If we win on Saturday and Rotherham lose, we will be off the bottom of the league and momentum's going our way. Um, but pragmatically, you know, seeing the bigger picture, we aren't going to win every week. And um, if we can concentrate on our home form and, and picking up points at home and then scrape the odd, the odd point here or there away uh, in the short term until we get to January, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, I personally would take a draw. Uh, and I think we'll we'll probably hold out for a, a low scoring draw, maybe one all. Um, yeah. Maybe I think we'll maybe book the trend and scoring. It's it's the absolute no Sheffield Wednesday thing to do to allow you to get back into it late in the game with a Ty, Tyrese Campbell ninety plus three equaliser. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, that's been brilliant. I, I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time. I know you're out and about and you're on the road. Um, before we go, do you want to give your uh, your channel, your your socials, your your pod, a, a bit of a plug. Yeah, so we're on um, obviously we're on uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're also on uh, that's at every step along. Same for threads as well. Uh, your fans, we've got a Facebook group, and also the podcast is yeah, just every step along the way. So yeah, you'll find it on anywhere anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. And if there's uh, obviously any any Sheffield Wednesday fans want to try and check out the opposition's viewpoints, they can they can jump on and have a listen to that. Um, for those of you that are regular subscribers or, or regular viewers uh, and listeners, you know where to find us. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, along the bottom of the screen here, you'll see all of our our socials um, are, <laughs> are at somewhere we are. It's ever expanding. Uh, the live show on Monday, we jumped on Twitch for the first time. Um, Middle-aged men trying to figure out new social media platforms <laughs> has been something of a, an experience, but we're with it. We're down with the kids. Um, I think the only one that's missing at the moment is probably Snapchat, so that'll be next. I'll get my little one to run that for us. <laughs> but uh, as I said, Dan, half an hour, uh, great half an hour as well. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, and, really uh, enjoyed it, mate. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. All the best, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans. Hello from the other side. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.